An octopus can dream and have nightmares, and, according to recent research, can suffer from PTSD. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And I'm also hungry because I haven't eaten yet. How the fuck are you guys Yet? Doing? Oh. No, I just got in the door. Okay. I thought you had the time. And late, by the way. <laughs> yeah, f- fuck off. <laughs> Red, how are you doing? Uh, good to be back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, better. I'm, I'm doing better, way better than I was doing like um, for the past two weeks. Yeah, now you seem a bit more alive. Uh, Yeah, because I'm pissed and angry and and I want to kill people because I had to go out uh, today, uh, out of the the house. And it was horrible to see people everywhere. No, but joke aside... Raise it. Find the dark side. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, joke aside, um, I'm back to a kind of regular schedule, being out, doing stuff, seeing people and, and not just being exhausted all day long and not able mm. to do anything except for a little bit of home improvement uh here and there like hanging frames and putting up curtains and reorganization and cleaning and stuff but um yeah i should be able to go back to work like very soonish probably tomorrow if everything good goes right and yeah that's good but yeah it's been Two weeks of coughing, um, headaches, um, tendinitis, and and other what, fun what's stuff. What's that again? It's uh, it's uh, you don't know what tendinitis is. Not the way you pronounce it. It's tendinitis. Sure. It's a, okay. <laughs> it's an inflammation of some part of your body uh, when you're getting old. <laughs> You'll know that. Okay. I'll, I'll not say anything more. I'll not say anything more. <laughs> no, no. It can happen at any any time. But I, okay. when you when you don't stretch enough, and you you pick something on the floor without bending your legs past a certain oh. age uh, you oh, get yeah. a, a, a big pain under your your uh, heel uh, or your oh. your foot and and then you're fucked for at least two weeks because you can't walk properly and but is, is this the stuff. same ankle that or same foot to, to that's the same part? yeah that's the same okay so okay. i yeah. was i was very happy uh, when it hmm. happened because like yeah so yeah um been better but been worse so now I'm I'm on the route of uh, recovery and you, and you so grumpy right yourself. Yeah, I was grumpy as well for the past two weeks, but that I didn't have the chance to express it publicly. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all bottled up inside, and that's not exactly. healthy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, what about you guys? Uh, no, no, yeah. no. The forge thing. Have you gotten start on that yet? Oh yeah, I got all the paperwork done and delivered to the um, town hall. Mm-hmm. And then the lady of the town hall, in charge of the <laughs> town hall decision for stuff making, mm-hmm. uh, got back to me yesterday. Well, technically, it's not me; it's my parents because they are we are filling up the paperwork uh, for in my dad's name because that's mm-hmm. on his property. So I'm not supposed to be involved. Plus, I'm not supposed to be to build a forge. It's just like a garden a shed. shed. Yeah. 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 Uh, so she got back back to us yesterday saying that we should do something a little bit different because um, there are risks 
that uh, we get flooded, uh, which oh. made my, my parents absolutely mad because they are living in that house. They have been living in that house for the past 42 years mm. and never once they've been flooded. So it was really the town hall lady that was like being an I wanted asshole. to keep saying that the entire episode. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she also wanted um, the shed to be uh, 60 centimeters up the ground. Oh, so you're building an um, Arkinoa? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just the arc. <laughs> <laughs> so we we got back to her saying that yeah, we can change a few things, like putting the shed against the the edge of the property as she requested. Mm. I could also remove one or two planks on the the schematic of the the shed. Uh, but yeah, for the sixty you mean from the bottom. Yeah, for the bottom, just to have like a air stream that could turn into a water stream if we actually yeah. get flooded, mm, which sorry. will never happen. But I still anyway. have that arc in my head. <laughs> so we need two blacksmiths, two woodworkers, <laughs> two potters. Um, can, can, can I ask two seamstresses, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Would love that. Um, yeah, I have to break it to you, but blacksmiths, it, we don't we don't reproduce that way. It depends. There are females, women, blacksmiths. We can choose. I mean, you do like to talk about your hammer a lot. <laughs> that is true. Never mind me. Okay, move on, Red. <laughs> so yeah, we said, go fuck yourself for the 60 centimeters elevation of the thing. Mm. Uh, and she was like, yeah, okay. Uh, it's just like the law, but it's a recommendation. But you do you. Do you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, she got back to us yesterday. Uh, I sent back the new schematic with the improvement or changes that she required. And... It should be good. So if for the next month uh, we don't hear about the tunnel lady, um, it it should mean uh, green light and I should be able to start building the thing if it's not like too snowy or rainy or coldy or whatever. Hmm. Nice. So yeah, that's that's good news. Hmm. Good. What about you guys? Jan? No, you start, Russ. I have been working... And getting all the things I need getting done finished for the market this weekend. Cool. Which nice. might turn out to be the biggest market of the year. Yeah. Like uh, for your expectation or for the amount of people that are supposed to go there? All of the above. Okay. I, I actually need to double check how many people are at risk of coming. But uh, it, it can be a lot of people. Yeah. And... I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it depends. I'm guessing this might, I'm guessing slightly hoping that this might be the biggest one in terms, in terms of sales. Mm -hmm. Of course, ignoring the whole Redos thing that happened at the beginning of the year, because that was a travesty. Okay. And although I, 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 I sold things, but I mean, five days and I sold as much as I do in a weekend normally here. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah that's I the thing. That. Um, but yeah. And also I went to a seminar. I actually did a, a, a blacksmith-related thing in public. Well, I didn't do anything in public. I just attended a public thing. That's more, more like it. There was a um, handcraft seminar mm -hmm. here in Oslo that uh, a while back, no, last year, Easter last year or something, 
I I was asked if I could they could come and record and film me in the forge to promote this thing. Yeah. But every single time they haven't been scheduling it, they've been doing it like a month, maybe six weeks in advance. Okay. And I'm like, no, I'm I am busy that day. I'm busy that day. So for the last two times, I have not been able to go. But this time. It fit my schedule. So mm-hmm. I went down there and I hang out with a lot of other crazy crowds, people of all kinds of professions, from uh, cobblers to woodcarvers to weavers and seamstresses and, and a few other blacksmiths. Nice. Yeah, which is, it is weird being in public pretending to actually be a professional blacksmith because I haven't done that before. Yeah, I have news for you. That's what you are now. Yeah. I am realizing. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand, I understand the feeling of um, how difficult it can be to endorse that, that title. Um, yeah, I, I, it's not really a sense of imposter syndrome because I know what I can. Mm-hmm. I just know that the things I can is something that a lot of the other blacksmiths don't do a lot of, which is solely production runs of things. Yeah. There's a lot of, most of the blacksmiths do a lot of commission work and custom work. Yeah, but you do as well. It all depends on the clients. Yeah, but I don't do a asking. lot of it. That's not the majority of my business. That is now down to a quarter of where yeah. I make my money or something mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, but it, you see, I, I do a lot of custom work and not that much of production work when, I, when it comes to leather working. So it's, yeah, it's, it's exact opposite from what you are doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Quite the opposite. It's 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 just in my head that I have found my niche of blacksmithing, mm-hmm. uh, and at the national blacksmithing meetup this year, they told me like you are the only one who make a living doing exactly what you do, mm-hmm. like production run and teaching. That is the majority of of my business. Yeah, mm-hmm. which which is kind of mind boggling because to me that seemed like an obvious thing because it's you you get really good at doing something, and then you keep doing that as long as you can make money off of it. Yeah, I mean, but it's basically the maker thing. I mean, you always yeah, like yeah. to share your knowledge, so it's teaching and so you're making it um, accessible for everyone. So kind of makes yeah, sense. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, apart from that, I've just been trying to fulfill orders and package things up. And today I did the last run of or last mad dash at producing things and unpacking the car and getting everything ready to go up to Lillehammer tomorrow for the market. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I was late because Is it yeah. already covered in snow or not yet? Oh yeah, it's snow everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Oh nice. Yeah. And you have no new tires? Oh yeah. And we you talked about that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I remember about the tires, but not the brakes. So just yeah, it's sure. it's all fixed. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Yeah. For once it's not about my car. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, my car is fine. I think good, well, good, 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 good. Now it is anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah. Jan, how about you though? Um, well, we skipped last week's recording because I mean, Red was still sick and I also wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And Thursday, also the Christmas market started here in town. Yeah. Which I think we talked about it um, before, which is one of the like the biggest ones, like the biggest medieval one in Germany. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Unfortunately, I was not really up to it, but I got better shortly after. So on the weekend, I had some uh, a chance to enjoy the market. And on <laughs> Sunday, I woke up, had my coffee, had to cough, and um, basically had, what's it called, lumbargo? Basically, yeah. I turned my back. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, to to the extent where it's like, oh, that didn't feel good. Let's put some heat on it. Like, it's like the yeah. old man I am. Monday morning, I woke up and it took me probably about five to ten minutes to put on my socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which like led me directly to go to the doctor, and I received two shots <laughs> in my back for it. No, oh, why that and was that bad? It was, it was the... that, no, and I was like the last time I had that that happened to me. It only took like two days till I was completely back to normal, or like one day, and then it was gone. Like yeah. this time, everything, like even between my shoulder blades, all the muscles were like cramped up because of the pain I had. Oh, okay. Because it happened on a Sunday, and yeah. I waited till Monday to go instead, like directly mm. going to the doctor. Okay. So yeah, that that was that wasn't that much fun but i'm better now i'm still Good. recording standing this is why slightly different camera <laughs> angle you can see that yeah uh yeah and like sitting is not the best of ideas at the moment so and, the, been, and the listeners um, at home can also see that at patreon.com slash two third focused <laughs> yeah exactly like, like Good job. just to throw that in <laughs> <laughs> but um no sleep, that, everything is fine like the the, the the christmas market is full on going um wait wait wait, wait. How, can you sleep well Yeah, kind of like um, one of the main reasons I didn't go to office because I have a stand-up desk there is uh, mainly because I'm not supposed to drive with the medicine I was taking since yesterday yeah. evening. Um, so it's just like uh, something to loosen up the muscles, but it also makes you a little bit of dizzy. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been I've been holding up in that, and thankfully I get the chance to work from home. Okay. So uh, today was the first day I was fully working because. Before that, the, the medication, I was not able to concentrate. And that's yeah. not a good combination with the yeah. customers I have at the moment. Um, yeah. So, but everything else was fine. And it is cold and it started snowing. And I'm actually getting in the mood for Christmas. And on Saturday, we're getting a Christmas nice. tree. And I, I haven't been here in the like last two years on Christmas. Steph and I went on vacation. I mean, yeah. you guys yeah. know. So it's mm -hmm. nice um, actually being here. Uh, well, for me, at least. Whenever Steph comes home, I'm playing the cringe uh, theme song. <laughs> no, it's more like an ongoing joke between us. Like mm. she, I think you're late for your Christmas tree, though, because you you should have. There's no there's no set time for it. I believe four weeks before Christmas. That's no, what I think the first first the first of December is completely fine. Yes, oh, that, 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 that's my take on it. First of December is 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 good enough yeah. but my wife disagree and she it's according to her it's four weeks before christmas so it uh, you were supposed to put the tree last weekend already yeah, yeah fuck that so we did yeah maybe that, that's <laughs> where i was going traditionally, that's traditionally. a lot like oh we compromised so we did what she wanted <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but i'm happy with it that, that's fine traditionally speaking i think the um like even if people buy the tree before that yeah. i think usually it doesn't like i know some people that don't put any decoration up on the yeah. tree until yeah. like the night before christmas yeah you because can we're celebrating yeah. christmas eve in the evening yeah i mean fuck that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, i'm getting that tree on saturday and on sunday we're gonna throw everything on there what that we have Absolutely. that thing is gonna look like <laughs> a christmas tree yes yeah well, there, there's gonna be all the lights There's gonna be all the ornaments. It's um, my friends say it's always it's a very American tree. In 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 the sense of that it's a little bit too much or the color. Uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, you barely see green. Well, okay, I'm not yeah. a big fan of as, Lametta, as, as but it's like uh, just the Christmas decoration on it is just all over the place. Yeah, 
and um yeah so that's gonna be fun and also to like uh celebrate the christmas time we had uh, we had raclette today no you didn't yes which <laughs> no, brings us to the topic of tonight why do you no, have no, no, no. No, yeah, no. let yes, me yes, let yes, me yes. make what that goes, very clear for good, everyone what goes good with raclette <laughs> and why is no, it no, no. That what you ate is called fondue okay you're not supposed to eat bread bread when you are eating raclette let me make that very very clear raclette has a very strict recipe and it doesn't include bread it's it's so. like the new it's like the new discussion with pineapple on pizza <laughs> I, i absolutely love this yeah you were going like you barbarian and i'm like what like french eat baguette with cheese that's yeah. fine yeah you have fondue cheese fondue yeah but this is different is fine cheese. but as soon as you pull out a piece of baguette at a raclette dinner you, yeah you just don't no. freaking ballistic no 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 we no. also had potatoes though I hope so. That's a very very principle of having a raclette. You know what? I shot a picture just for you with a piece of no, baguette. No, shut up. With Stop the cheese talking. and the potatoes on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can see that I picture on you. Patreon. <laughs> I dare you to put that on the <laughs> yes, internet. You'll see no, the backlash. Seriously, like it, was, it was fun starting it. Yes, and I heard it before that it's uh, apparently an abomination. That's why I so much, had so much fun like telling you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But here it's actually they they have like those French booth where they have a big piece of cheese and like a, um I think they call it your salamander like the heating from top mm -hmm. and they just take a piece of baguette and they take a knife and they just scrape the cheese on the baguette and that's how yeah, they serve yeah. it. That's, that's like that's, a really common thing here. That's I think it's the, more from like the Swiss part than the French part. Probably, probably it's called a raclette, a tartine raclette. So you can you can basically put melted raclette cheese on a piece of bread but you eat only that just for the taste of it it's yeah. not what's called the traditional raclette thing and, and, I, and like no i can i can tell time. you the reason why we have baguette with it because as a child i didn't like potatoes okay and so my parents started the whole raclette thing so we children had something to eat and not just the cheese they mm -hmm. gave us bread or baguette and this is why we started eating it and just kept it like at one point i started liking uh, potatoes yeah But uh, we just kept the baguette and just mix it. You can you can use broccoli as well instead of the the potatoes. It's yeah, or I can very good. not. Well, you do you do you do. <laughs> yeah, potatoes. I don't I don't need miniature trees in my food. <laughs> That's good though with chocolate cheese on top of it. Raz, are you going to put a Christmas tree at your place? No. Why? I don't have room. You have plenty of room. No. Put one in the forge. Okay, maybe I can do that. I actually have a uh, two Christmas trees that uh, Christmas tree frames, kind of, with me to the market. Yeah, that I'm going to sell. Yeah, that that's more like just a frame that you can stick in the ground and wrap the lights around, and it will look fancy in the garden. It's good enough. Oh my god, I just remembered something. You can guys start. Uh, you guys can start with the one of us. One of us. It was okay. Black Friday sale. Steph and I bought a PS5. Oh. I didn't have a PS5. No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Lame. Yeah. What did you get? What game? Um, what do you mean? What did we get? Two, you, you uh, two get controllers games. and probably like 10 games. 10 Because games? It was, yeah, well, it was Black Friday sale. It's been out for a while and the games were like nine bucks for like uh, part one and two. Like I bought Uncharted the, the yeah, okay. remake for ps5 like this that's like two games in one for nine euros yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think Steph bought Final Fantasy, the yeah. newest one, for I believe 13 bucks. Is that yeah. seven or 16? 16, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Not the remake, the remake of the seventh. It's the yeah. No, no, no not this one. one. Okay. And also, there were like a ton of games in the PlayStation Store, which were like between. Uh, we bought Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Like basically a PlayStation Four title, but it's playable on the PS Five. Mm-hmm. Also, like nine euros, and so like we just took part of the sale from the games we know we want to play around Christmas time. Okay. And then the absolute best game, and like the, the funny thing is, we didn't play most of the games. Oh, I also got Tony Hawk's one and two. Played a heck of that one. <laughs> um, but the, well, it's one of the things I don't have to think about it and I can do it standing, which is good <laughs> because yeah. sitting is still not the, the best thing that I can uh, do it right now. Yeah. But um, the actual best one, the best game, and I talked to you guys about it, is that it takes two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with the Very screen, good game. Where yeah. it's like you need two players to play it. And Steph yeah. and I have been playing the heck out of it. And that game is phenomenal. That's a I did game. not expect that. It's crazy though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. surprised as well when you did it with the kids. I was expecting something completely different. And it was it was Same really here. fun and, and enjoyable. Even for an adult. I was like, oh, it's going to be a Mario shit. You have to jump on platforms. And yeah. no, you actually get to to fight stuff we just defeated the monkey nice <laughs> nice time nice. okay cool great yeah, not to spoil too much oh what was the topic <laughs> sorry sorry i was completely going off topic i know that's good that's good as well raz do you have a topic i guess i do and it it also relates into what i've been doing the last two weeks yeah and it is more about growth, both sort of in a personal sense, but also just into business and how scary it can be. Mm-hmm. Because what I've been doing, which I think I mentioned before, is that I have now officially signed up for the, a big business-to-business market in the end of January, yes. where I'm hoping to get some wholesale contracts yes. coming, out, coming out of okay. that. Uh, the really scary thing is that I signed up for that and then I I get uh, chatting more with the local leather knife making supply company mm-hmm. and they want to hold someone in Norway to make knives for them to wholesale. So yeah. I'm going to have a meeting with them before Christmas as well, hopefully before Christmas. And looking at that and then looking at my schedule, I was like, well, shit, I might not have time to make all the new things that in between the things I'm already supposed to be doing next year. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun, uh, but it, it's that whole thing of, well, I want to expand, I want to grow, I want to get into a slightly better economical place where, like, yeah, I can say no to things because I have too much to do. I would rather be in that position yeah. than too little and scavenging. Oh sure. But also going up to the business and business to business market, it's like, well, I have no fucking idea what this involves or how to interact with people in that sense. Versus... Nobody does at first. Well, no, no, yeah, but uh, like for Jan now, Jan would probably be excellent at doing exactly that thing because he's talking to other companies all the time and yeah, he's sure. selling a product. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's a product made by someone else and it's a big organization where you personally aren't responsible. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I would be. I would be yeah. the one who's making everything. So I, I was uh, talking to one of the people who was attending 
the the same fair last year mm -hmm. who is a ceramicist and sort of how they got into that and dealt with it and all of those lessons and like one thing is like they were at the very start of their own journey of being self-employed and really just transitioned from it being kind of a serious hobby so they got to the market and was really overwhelmed because they haven't thought things through enough yeah but like li just listening to the things that surprised them and they need to think through is like okay yeah i figured out four out of those five things already mm -hmm. she's good so I'm, I'm getting there it's just a lot of moving parts and how, a lot how big are we talking do, do you have any number in 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 mind yeah hold on i can i can, I can google this um because for now you are working on your own in the forge making everything that you are doing client work and also prediction work yeah and that's taking you like what 50 60 hours a week including uh, the all the paperwork and everything that you are doing on a computer yeah i'm close to 60 hours a week on average it is our it's it's inside the 50s but it's closer to 50 than 60. To put it that okay way. so if you want to expand do you see yourself hiring someone in order to fulfill um, all the orders and be able to to do everything that needs to be done or do you want to keep working on your own it's a bit back and forth on that and it also this goes back to the whole um convention or um what did i call it seminar thing that i dropped into mm -hmm. because like i was i got to talking to uh my old teacher and his wife who is running a business together blacksmithing both of them now uh are uh, she got into blacksmithing uh a couple of years after i finished school or something mm -hmm. and has been evolved into really really good blacksmiths and with a really good sense for the, the design okay uh and i was able to talk to them and say like so I'm, i've just signed up for this thing have you attended it because i seem to recall they mentioned it or posted something about it a while back and we talked that through and it's like yes but it wasn't a good fit for them because they're doing so much commission work and they would need to have about two apprentices on staff just yeah. to do the production stuff yeah. and that's like that's good um apprentice work because you teach it to them once and they do a hundred of them and then they get good mm. yeah kind of <clears throat> yeah so I mean, it, it didn't it didn't fit their profile very well uh, and I, another conversation i had there also informed me that i've been since i've been running the business for more than six years i can have an apprentice i don't actually need to do my journalship yeah that's good that's good news from if some, i want to yeah yeah sure obviously from someone who is employed the it's difficult to give advice when it comes to that but um when you said it's like you have to see if you even have enough time to do all that um try to start thinking what you can outsource yeah and talk like and i'm not talking about like class oh first of all you have to prioritize what is more important to you classes or making products like this is something you have to know for yourself Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the other stuff, the outsourcing, I would highly recommend, like the first thing is bookkeeping, stuff like that. That's done. And That's it might, all it, out. Yeah, because this is like, that might cost you mm. in the beginning because you're paying the person more than it's actually bringing a benefit to you, but it's upscalable. 
Yeah. If you get more work, they're still going to do the bookkeeping for it. They're just going to increase their hours a little bit, but still, yeah. the, the and, initial and cost is still the same. In theory, also, they should be good enough to save me a bit of money in the fact that they will account for everything correctly so that I get back on taxes what I'm supposed to. Yes. A lot and of things like that. Yeah. And I might um, <laughs> might talk in my own job bad, but like a lot of people is going to tell you, it's like, well, get somebody like the for sales, like that knows sales and let them do it. Mm. And I don't think this is the right opportunity because you are basically a one-man show. You know how much work goes into it. You know what your expenses are. You have all of that in your head. So you can calculate in your head what is what what is the optimum going price for it hmm. how much you can ask for it and how much you low or how low you can go with the price so this is yeah. also something to consider and then it's basically social skills but um if they're you probably going to get more respect than if you're the one producing it you're going to get more respect than if you would be just a sales guy for someone who's producing it hmm. because they know they're talking to not just the owner but the guy who's hmm. producing the parts yeah so th there's side this side parts to all of that mm -hmm. but uh in essence yes like there are limited parts of the business i can actually outsource mm -hmm. there's a lot of it that requires my skills and that is difficult to find someone who can do and who i can get along with and that i potentially can learn to do all the things that i can do like mm -hmm. there's, there's a whole system of things there, not ignoring the fact that I need to then put, make the shop into a place that is suitable for multiple people to work out of, which yeah. it currently isn't because like I have crammed a lot of shit into there, including the whole retail side of the grinders. So if I want to get someone into work full time with me, or at least on a consist more consistent basis, I would need to make room for them to move around in the shop. Yeah. Mm. So there, there's there's a lot going on there. But when it comes to sort of what I'll be selling at this market, there is going to be my stuff. And then uh, I will have uh, Bevel Woods stuff from Dan. Mm -hmm. And I will be bringing some of my uncle's apple juice and hopefully see if I can resale, get some customers for that as well. It lacks leather on your stand. You you want leather stuff as well? I, I do. Uh, okay. So we might have to say. talk, but that, but that, that's that, that's a whole other question. And I'm talking to two other people as well. Like one is Joe getting Thornwood Forge to make cutlery to goes with Bevel, mm -hmm. and just I will retail his stuff in Norway yeah. because there doesn't make any sense that I will try to develop my style of things to go with the same product being sold over there when he is already excellent at exactly this thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's something I'm hoping to figure out, but that requires him and if leather stuff is going to work you read to actually give me a breakdown of prices that you can make them at mm -hmm. wholesale for me so mm -hmm. i can add my 10 percent and then send it to shops here in norway and they can still make their money yeah for sure so it's mm -hmm. going to be like the whole pyramid scheme of things going on here well maybe not the scheme but a pyramid <clears> of things it's it no but it, it, it what you just said um is something that you you need to consider and you need to take into consideration and i think that a lot of people don't when they are making 
stuff for wholesale they are it like oh it's the same thing when i'm retailing the stuff that yeah. i'm making it's not it's not because the, the the cost might be different the quantity are obviously different but there is also the 10 percent that the the people will take and they will add so it will impact the way people see your product so thinking about that before even starting is something very important i think um my my question would be if you decide to hire someone or to get help from someone do you feel comfortable teaching them taking some time off your work and your your current um production schedule in order to teach them how to do the thing that you want them to produce because it's going to take time mm. and itself it, it can take like all months to to train them in order to to have them make the thing that you want them to make yeah so um there are like 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 you said a certain part of the business that is easy to outsource like the non-trade part of it is quote-unquote easy like bookkeeping and having someone to deal do customer service mm -hmm. and to package and send out orders neither of those things except for the bookkeeping is big enough that i need to outsource that to a single person mm -hmm. even for once a week I, there's not enough work to do that yeah. and it is so much easier and quicker for me to do it currently mm -hmm. but of course these th things are growing if i suddenly need to ship out 50 orders a week then yeah i need someone for that yeah, yeah. but that's still a bit up into the future and there's room to scale in here uh, and to do things incrementally so uh long, 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 the long answer is i don't really know i i just need to keep thinking and consider these things so that when it is a reality i am more or less ready for it or already mm -hmm. have done some thinking mm -hmm. but well, it also comes down to if i, if I may just finish yeah, yeah, sure, like sure. i do want to get a bit more into the retail part of things and the wholesale market yeah simply because it requires less of my body and my personal skills to keep bringing in money mm -hmm. so yeah, if but... i want to make a living of being a blacksmith until i retire mm -hmm. i need some kind of contingency plan that allows yeah. for me to have an accident and not work or to my body to completely break down for some reason and still be able to produce something. First of all, do you have an insurance? In yeah, yeah. yeah. You hurt yourself and can't work. And Both so my parents met working in insurance. I got that figured. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, when, I was, when I was starting my business, I, I watched a lot of videos um, I'm probably doing it very wrong because I'm me and my schedule and life. But oh. when you listen to people talking about how to launch your business, they are they are um, praising the fact that you don't have to do everything yeah. on your own alone, um, and that's very important. But and and when you are self-employed, you want to have so much control about how it's made what is made the quality of it the advertisement that you do um on the socials or anywhere else um that that you 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 want to keep control and you are you are not um employing other people because you see uh employing someone full-time as a hurdle 
um, like something very expensive, someone that we'd have to deal with on a daily basis. What if we don't get along? What if they don't do what I, I told them to do? And so on and so on. Um, there's also the solution of just having a, a, them for them work for you for two hours a week or three hours a week. Like just having someone just ship the grinders that you sold mm -hmm. because, because that's a part of, of the job that you, you can't take uh, time for. And it will be... Um, yeah, logistics are huge. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. yeah, and and the 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 cost of having them for a few hours a week uh, compared to what you 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 get from those grinder cells would would be perfectly balanced if it's well calculated and 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 everything. Yeah, exactly. Once like or once a week, like don't give like an express delivery for like two days. Just give them like okay, and then you have the guy coming in on Wednesdays or know when the shipping is like on Thursdays and having working for like two hours once a week just packing yeah, half a day even a day if need be but yeah from yeah um, yeah, yeah absolutely all of those things are possible yeah. all of those things are possible uh and the same goes for the website like instead of me trying to figure out things like i spent a, a day wrangling google ads mm -hmm. because i got an error saying they are qualified my ads are qualified but i'm misconfigured and not being shown mm -hmm. and i was like what does that mean how do i solve that and i if just kept Well, I, I fixed it. I have no idea which part of the things I fixed. Yeah, I still have no idea. To, yeah, so it's like idea. maybe I should have hired someone to deal with that. Maybe I should get someone in to deal with SEO management mm. on my uh, website and things like that. But I, that requires me to take the time out of everything else I should be doing to find someone I can trust to do those jobs as well. Yeah. So it's it's all loops back on itself. But it's, it's incremental. I, I'm trying to be better about all of these things. But I'm, I'm, at the same time, I'm not trying to grow this business into something massive. I'm just trying to make my life easier. Mm -hmm. But this, that you shouldn't keep yourself from growing it massive. That's a side effect. More capacity for you means well, that you can grow it bigger. No, I, I don't want this to be big. I don't want to have the responsibility for a lot of people. If, if I can have someone, maybe, mm -hmm. I, I mean, in an ideal world, maybe I'll have two employees. Okay. Um, Which is I, already big. And maybe one of those will be an apprentice, three. or maybe two of those will be apprentices or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I don't want the responsibility of all of that because that locks me in so much more. Okay. And I don't Why actually not? want to... No, the thing is, I don't actually want to stay in Oslo forever. I don't want to grow big in Oslo. I want to okay. get that farmstead dream and then see if I want to make that big. <clears throat> no, but that's, that's something completely different. Growing, going big and growing where you are at the moment, that's two different things. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can hire someone now and go big or bigger in Oslo and one day move in your dream farm up north and still find people to work for you over there because Absolutely. it will be a well-established business. Absolutely. And so one thing is, I, I don't see the, the two things being related unless you really uh, want to hire apprentice and you want to keep them for the rest of your life, which you know won't happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's maybe I, it's more of a thing of, I just don't feel like I'm fully settled. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. Like I, I, it very much feels like my life is still in flux, less so now than it was three years ago. Yeah, you're still 14, so that that yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. You have to, finish. which is why I don't have any of your old man problems. For now. <laughs> um, general advice when it comes to that when you say you don't want to grow too much but you want to optimize um, especially when it comes to being uh, B2B make sure and I mean this is also applies for like basically any customer same for you Red if you're talking to a client or possible client being mm -hmm. an end customer or B2B make sure to discuss exactly what the customer needs and give him options. In my case, it's where if somebody calls and says like, well, I've seen one of your gauges on mm -hmm. your homepage. I'm interested in that. My first question would be, well, what kind of resolution do you need? What kind of accuracy do you need with the probe? Because they, yeah. just because they see a product doesn't mean they need the product. They need something like this, but they might not need the accuracy. And this also reflects in the price. Um, translated to that in your field, Rasmus, for example, talking about knives. If they want to wholesale your knives, do they want a knife that is drawn out of a piece of round stock? Or do they want a laser cut blank that is heat treated and basically a little bit forged with a hammer to give it like a more handmade look? Yeah, because that is a huge difference in price of spending like, mm -hmm. I don't know, spending two hours drawing out a complete knife and getting everything by hand to make a custom piece or just basically taking one of the blanks, heat treating like 10 of them and just working them and grinding them down. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's a conversation I need to have with that company. Oh but, yeah, but this is not just for the company. This is basically uh, yeah. everything you do. It's just they like make sure and give them options. Like we can do it this mm -hmm. way, and there's like type A is like the cheapest version would be the laser cut blank that's heat treated that's, and worked a little yeah, bit with the hammer. And point. we got B, which is basically um, a higher grade steel, but the same procedure. Then you got C, and just give them like five to ten options, and suddenly they mm -hmm. can choose. So instead of being like. I'm doing it this way, like I'm drawing out a blank, take it or leave it. It's like, oh, I actually have a choice. I I'm don't necessarily agree fully with you on that, Jan. Um, because in my experience, every time that I gave customers um, multiple choices, mm -hmm. the, the deal was never made. Uh, well, Red, though, the, I think there's two different conversations here. I think you're thinking about selling one item to one customer. I think Jan yeah, is talking yeah, that, about that's wholesale. Where, that's where I'm going. That's where yeah, I'm going. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about more the wholesale. Like so more, when uh, you're doing wholesale, I think it's good to give at least like three different choices. I, I have these hmm. products, different range of, of prices, and that's good. And coming when you are, sales, sorry to interrupt, I would argue that you need at least five. Yeah, five, three, five, ten. It depends on the time mm -hmm. you have to prepare and, and the, the, the possibilities that you want to give to your customer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've always done that for custom work and for retail, retail work. Like the custom work in leather working is, is a, a big thing now and it's going bigger with people wanting to, to cosplay or have a personalized, customized uh, wallet or belt or whatever. But the more you give options, the more you rely on people's idea of the product or their own creativity and their own choices, the, the, mm -hmm. the way they make a choice. 
Yep. And most of the time, I, well, when we when I had the discussions with the the clients, um, I gave them option. They can have it black or brown. You can have it mm. engraved with whatever. I can change the the color of the buckle. You can go for golden or nickel or whatever. And most of the time, they wanted the thing that they saw in a video, in a post, or mm-hmm. they, they yeah. didn't want to go. Um, far from what they already have seen because it was easier for them to imagine what the final final product would be expectations um, versus reality yeah, yeah. exactly um, and when you give people too much choice uh, when they don't have this this um, I'm gonna call it power even even though it's probably not the right word but the power of making decisions or, or for themselves or for other people it can get blurry for them and they, they can just give up. I so, would, in an artistic sense, I would like agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's, well, our products that we're selling, it's, um, they have to fulfill a purpose. So it's not artistic. It's not yeah, yeah, used, really just technical data. Yeah. When it comes to knives uh, or like, not just the knives, but if you're doing it, you need, if you have different, like five different grades of quality, yeah. You need a piece to show the customer, Absolutely. like you, yeah. not just pictures, but the pieces laying them out. And it's like, this is what you're getting for this. This is this great. This is this great. Mm-hmm. And for right from experience, I can tell you that people, I'm not saying overspend, but um, if it's artistic, they want to separate themselves from, especially cosplayers from like other people. If they're not making themselves, yeah, yeah. So they probably see if there's if the price difference is not too big from one quality to the next one, mm-hmm. they're probably gonna go with the more expensive one, just from to be different. Yeah, to because the they want they want that a unique piece, that little extra, that be it the embroidery, be it that special like branding mm-hmm. in the leather or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about giving the choices. If you tell somebody what well, we can do it this way or that way, then they, they're going to form a picture in their head. So it's really important to lay out like on a demo piece or different pieces, what the different quality levels look like. I mean, uh, I've, if, I've if, if I may though, Jan, I, yeah. uh, I think you started out in a really good frame of mind is asking what's the problem you need to solve. This is like, when the tech. This is a technical term, it, yes, but no, in no, artistic, no, it's really it works. Difficult. It works in uh, like retail for the interior stuff I make as well. Whether that's roses or hooks, it's like no, no. The problem you need to solve is that you have this gap in your market in your shop. Exactly. Okay. It, does my thing fit in that gap? And that that's a gap to find of uh, no, wrong. style and pricing. Not that's my thing. Um, suddenly, it's like, which of my products will fit in there? This is oh, why yeah, you're giving yes, the options. Yes. Yeah, by all means, by all means. And I, I kind of have that because I have a lot of different things. Like, mm-hmm. I have everything, like you say, from knife blades to roses to heart hooks to leaf hooks those and are leaf bowls. products. This is some, like somebody who like, I need a gauge, I need a feedback DRO system. Yeah. I need a, like, yeah, of yeah. course I have those. But mm-hmm. if those different products, which quality level will fit to that customer? Mm-hmm. Like they will separate what they need. Like they come with an idea. If they want a knife, they don't want a rose. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, and, that's and, well then, it's well it's. and with that, you need to like offer the quality level, and especially if you do a mass production. Because if you're thinking about a, a hand-drawn knife, and the customer thinks about a laser blank that's 
work in a mm. certain way, then you guys have a completely different mindset in what you're expecting, what you're expecting to pay. Yeah. And, and that's something I need to convey to those customers is that, no, no, this is handmade. I'm not going to go too far down the road, uh, road of um, factories and stamped out and cut and just grind because mm. someone else is doing that cheaper than what I can anyway. Mm-hmm. But I can win on quality and design, hopefully. Yeah. So let's say this company asks you for 1,000 knife a month. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. <laughs> no, so the, the company I'm will have hopefully have the meeting with before Christmas. I told them maybe fifty every three months is what I have capacity for. And if they go, yeah, but we want fifty every month. Then, uh, then we'll what? see. Then, then we'll see about it. Like one thing is, do I want to produce this much? Yeah, that's if, my question. If they that, keep selling, what does it and, imply for you? Like the will, the workforce, yeah. the time. Uh, where do you start thinking about it? It's all of the above. Like I, I had a customer approach me a couple of years back saying they needed 8,000 nails hand forged. Okay. And I'm saying, fuck no. Oh, like, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Because I, I, I got the customer, uh, uh, remember that axe video that I made a Viking axe mm-hmm. video, but I did axe. After releasing that video, a guy contacted me, a French guy. He is currently, or he was at the time, um, uh, um, director, uh, student. He wanted to to direct movies. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was he had to do a movie for his graduation, and he wanted to to do a movie about Vikings. Mm. So we talked for a few weeks about me making him axes and wooden shields for his production mm. and we were talking about a lot of axes and 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 wooden shields so wooden shield wouldn't have been the problem but me not being a real blacksmith far from it i would have not been able to forge axes but i could turn as i did in the video old axes into viking axes mm. to just hold for the show yeah, to make and, it look right yeah, yeah. So we were talking about big numbers and big money. And I was like, hey, fuck yeah, let, let's do it. And finally it didn't happen because it was a, a big budget and he was not sure to have the sponsorship that he needed to produce the yeah. movie. So I'm surprised that you got afraid by a, a thousand nail when I was not afraid of doing like a hundred. No, no, not afraid. And... I don't want to do it. I, I know how long it takes to make... Well, I twofold. At the time, I didn't have a power hammer, mm-hmm. so I weren't. I wouldn't be able to set up a system to actually make nails in a way I can make money out of them. And well, sell what's them. the time needed for a nail? Is that one no, nail it, is it, one one minute. No, it, it, well, two minutes. It, it depends on the size. Come on, and these were going to be big nails because they're going to be used on a railroad, restoring an old oh, railroad. So, yeah, so it's not like small wooden yeah. rail the yeah. nails that you and then okay, you need thousands yeah, yeah. of them. Uh, I, I, I oh, different story. Okay, yes. I understand. That. So yeah, one it thing would just is, yeah, grind. It would be, yeah, yeah. Could, like could that, that sounds <laughs> that sounds numbing. Like, oh my god. So I mean, I I just told them like, no, I don't want this job because it is more than I want to make in one go. I could potentially make a hundred of mm-hmm. some small normal sized nails mm-hmm. in a month or in yeah. a week. Without going insane, yeah, 
but that would still mean that I, I, I wouldn't be able to do this job within the time frame of years, right? Yeah. So there's, there's things like that. Um, and hold I, on, I don't... hold on. You hmm? said something very important. You said... Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, you, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. You said without going insane. Yes, yes. So and that's, 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 that's inside all of this as well. Like, that's why I am interested in having going to this market and selling everything but knives mm -hmm. and then going to a company and selling only knives to them mm -hmm. because I don't want to be stuck making only one thing and then get bored and frustrated with it. Or have them jump off and suddenly you don't have any other customers because you haven't been to market in a month. Like, don't throw all eggs yeah. in one basket. That's yeah, exactly. exactly. And I don't want to give up the teaching, especially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things moving parts here that it needs to sort of fit together yeah and i don't feel fully there where like yeah some people probably would be happy and just like your job is to make this knife that's all you're gonna do for the next 30 years have fun and some people would be happy with that mm -hmm. i would not <laughs> i need time in my schedule to play and have fun and take the ideas that i randomly have and realize them or at least put them on the calendar so I can look forward to have fun with them. Like with the swords, yeah. hopefully now over New Year's. Mm -hmm. uh, so That's something I, I, I struggle with. That the idea of doing the same or making the same item over and over and over again just because I make money out of it. And yeah. I really admire people who are able to do so. I don't see myself making like, first of all, doing wallets is not really my thing i don't enjoy making wallets because it's uh it's yeah for reasons but yeah, uh, yeah. I, i know a lot of people buy leather wallets which is great mm -hmm. and people make some people uh and you will I, i mentioned them in in the focuses of the week um there's there's people making beautiful wallets i don't see myself doing the same the declination of the same item for years to come mm. uh, because I don't really enjoy the process of making wallets. But on the other hand, I can see myself making the same item or variation of the same item that I really enjoy making for years to come. Like there's are maps, there's are armors and there's are stuff. So I think if you, you can find an item that you can make without struggling with it, with it thinking of like another one, of like another yeah. one for like, you're, you're blessed. It's a good thing. And that's definitely something that you, you can, you can make um, in big numbers for wholesale. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, the roses are on that list for me. I mean, I made a hundred of them January mm. this year still. And I, I didn't get bored with that. I, I looked forward to being done with that and moving mm. on, but I would be more than happy to make more of them. And I have made more of them this year. Maybe so, because you figured out a process to make them and to make them well quickly without getting bored. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, th I think there's something to that. Like the system for making them is so figured out at this point. Mm that uh, I, I just start doing them and they end up finished kind of. The, yeah. the making them in stainless is more of a struggle because it's so much stiffer. It, mm. it hurts my hand a bit more to hold them 
and forge them cold. But the one in iron, that's, that feels like just spreading butter at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for you, Red, like, you, you, you maybe jokingly said, like, do I need leather stuff for my market? But do you have things like that that you want to try to wholesale? I have no, I have no idea. That you want to mass produce, yeah. If you're yeah. If you're not having fun with it, because I know you, you're a perfectionist and you love to like make stuff detailed. Mm. I am having a ton of fun doing the camera straps at the moment. Mm. I yeah. already sold a few to like friends um, and for like special prices because I know they still have flaws. And I told them like I showed them what has to be improved. And it's mm. like when if ever like if anything breaks, bring it back and I'll fix it because. It's not that it's not fixable mm. and I'm having a ton of fun. So I don't mind doing the same stuff for, because for me, it's switching off. It's like a hobby. I sit down and I start yeah. making like two straps in the evening. And then I'm like, my, my hands are sore and I ha- hold them in my hand and I'm just incredibly happy. That being said, they're going through redesign at the moment. Okay. There's some stuff that I've tested. I've been carrying them. I've been using them on all of my cameras and I've been shooting a shit ton of pictures lately <laughs> and um nice. there is still certain things it's like the straps need to be a little bit shorter for example because yeah. this is me the german with numbers it's like <laughs> one meter length no it's not correct like i should have gone with like 80 to 75 so it's a little bit higher mm-hmm. easier to grab it's not good if they're dangling like on the height of your belly and with every walk it's just like swinging around oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it is the stuff you learn though and um, also, I want to change the straps because heavier cameras, especially the older vintage ones, and that's kind of what they're meant for, they're heavier. So you yeah. need mm. support in the back for the, like your neck. Yeah. Someone that has a disc prolapse in this mm-hmm. like in this uh, neck area. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a very good point. I mean, the the product that you make uh, should evolve. Should mm-hmm. evolve depending on on the needs of your customer or if you see that there's a flow in the design or if if the uh if it's related to something like cameras uh yeah for sure if it's a, a heavier camera the and product shouldn't be the same uh, exactly. compared to the one that you're using with a lighter camera which is digital thing well the thing is i started with a classic design like this design is not new mm-hmm. like this length of camera strap and this form is used by a lot of manufacturers yeah but it just doesn't work for me. And I talk to a lot of people, especially people that are a little bit smaller, like mm-hmm. meter six, like five something that mm-hmm. have issues with those. Like even if they hang them like sideways, because yeah, they want to yeah. hang them like normally around the neck. And so it's just different stuff, which is weird. And it's going to grow from there. Yeah, but it's sure. kind of like it's, it's, it's a it's a proof, basically proven design Yeah, that I don't like and I'm going to improve on, but I don't mind like the, the work is still the same on those and i don't mind that at all you so. will improve and customize it depending on the needs of of yeah. like the, the this what it needs and the, what your customer asks for so it, that that's always something to consider exactly and you, you would probably have to ask me again in a year if i made like yeah, i don't yeah. know a hundred of them and it's gotten to the point where okay it works Mm-hmm. then I might get bored by it, but I'm still in that like honeymoon phase of mm. everything's new and it's nice and I have a finished product and it's great. Well, yeah. Uh, 
on that, I, I, I can answer your, your question, Raz. Um, mm. Do I see myself making stuff for a market to go with different products? Yeah, I can because I know that um, if, I, if I do it the same way Yan is doing it, like create a product, test it, uh, customize it, change it, make it evolve in order to, to be like version two, three, four, and knowing that the, the latest version is the, the best one. I would be happy to sell that kind of stuff because it will, it will uh, be um, of use for someone. But not only that, when I'm doing uh, custom work for clients, I'm answering a demand. I'm answering like a vision of the mm. myself or the the customer, and it has to be detailed to match that vision. But for a product, I would go with something way simpler. The process would be simpler, less or just detailed. Simple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, just simple. Yeah. Oh, just simple. That's a good point. Just simple design in order to be efficient to be. Um, fast to produce without losing quality because mm. it's still handmade and good leather and takes time. we going back to a conversation a while back of it's good enough. Yeah, yeah but but above, yeah, good enough for markets, not good yeah. enough for just uh, its purpose, but mm. good enough to be sold to someone and that someone would be happy to use it for years to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So establishing that design, that uh, manufacturing process, that would be way simpler than a custom work, like unique piece designed ex especially for someone, like like belts, for example. I've made belts for people, um, complicated design, engraved belts, uh, specific size for the person that ordered it i'm considering now doing like a batch of five belts just for christmas like let's say the emergency uh gift that you need for your uncle or your for your father last minute okay i would have five available uh on my website but standard sizes standard design something mm -hmm. simple that that can fit any one or everyone, and and it would be simple to produce. It would be therefore cheaper, but still good in quality, and and it would like shout handmade if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that kind of product, yeah, uh, I would totally see myself doing that because I could do uh, batches, and I, I I would know that the product is good, and I would know that. Um, I don't have, like, let's say tomorrow I have to do those five uh, belts, which I totally might do. Mm. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to create the, the, the design. It, I know it. I've done it uh, multiple times, so it's already created. I know the process. I don't, so I don't have to set up machines. I don't have to set up myself. I don't have, it's, it's, it's a, a, a pretty easy and, and smooth workflow. So I can produce them of good quality in in a good amount of time, a reasonable amount of time without having to think too much about it and, and still be sure to sell them and make money. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I could. But when it comes to very 
customized product project it's a whole different story and therefore there is also the fun of making those uh but yeah it takes more time more energy more creativity and and therefore it's way more expensive right. and doing plenty of those yeah. yes but it's long term and and yeah and keeping the balance um red you said you don't like going to markets yourself mm -hmm. well, at least in france so i think there's a you would be a huge benefit for the both of you um so if you if you're doing like something like bells or like a chef for knives for rasmus if you have like a standard size or stuff like that mm -hmm. Ras could sell it um had to have a card out with like that you made that stuff and you could also send one of your custom pieces where you go completely nuts yeah and yeah. send it with him for him to lay there mm -hmm. and rasmus could go at the show it's like if you like that like the letter stuff you also make stuff like this with mm -hmm. your contact data yeah so sure people know that, that you're a custom leather worker like foremost that that's and, a good idea the, the first thing you. i think would uh would be to define or to see if there is a need in norwegian market for leather stuff that could go with uh what raz is selling what uh from his production or uh or for someone else, or yeah production of someone else if it can be um if it can work together like let, I, let's let's say something stupid but bevel is making beautiful uh wooden plates hmm. like a, a wooden wrap to just attach them together for them together uh with a little pouch for the category could could be something yeah, I was uh, not saying it's a good so, idea. Uh, Some so of the things that came to my mind was a pouch for cutlery. That could be something. That could be something. Yeah. Some variety of that. There's, I have no doubt. There's a whole lot of products that we could figure out together that mm -hmm. would fit with what I'm selling. Mm -hmm. But the essence of it is that it needs to be handmade. Yeah. And of a fairly good quality. Like sure, yeah, sure. our standard of good enough. Yeah. Which yeah. is way better than most of the factory stuff. I think so as well. Yeah. Definitely but, something to focus on. Yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. Already? Damn. <laughs> yeah, time to fly. Uh, I'm going to start. Go for it. I mean, one thing, I've been having a lot of fun with my power hammer this week, but that's that's another story. Are uh, you going to talk about Ixion as well? No, I'm not finished okay. with it yet. I'm nearly. No, but, but not no, he's still, he's still talking it. about his hammer red. Let's <laughs> give him his time. Uh, no, my, my proper focus is uh, Tom Cardi on YouTube. Mm -hmm. A, how should I say, a comedian, songwriter, musician. Yeah. Does a lot of really short videos mm -hmm. about very silly things. Okay. The music, the music is nearly always really fun, really catchy. I'm linking specifically to one called Hot Shit. And it's <laughs> okay. about space and it's about Pluto. Okay. And it is hilarious mm -hmm. and it is weird and it is wonderful. Okay. Cool. It, it, it's as simple as that. He has a lot of various different things. He he is making hilarious fun of Lord of the Rings in one of his videos, making a song about that. He has one about eight days a week from the Beatles, where he just makes absolute fun of that, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. I've been watching a few of them, and it's he's great fun. He's super weird, and he has a really interesting style of humor that is borderlining on cringe for me, but nice. he's just on the right side. Okay, cool. Let Tom me go Card next, then. Yeah, Tom Cardi on YouTube. 
Okay, cool. Um, so I discovered that guy uh, recently on TikTok. I, I have two or three uh, focuses because I was not there for the past two weeks. So the first one, because you are talking about stand-up comedy or comedy, uh, is a guy called Andy Huggins. Um, I don't know how old this guy is, but his, all his material is about him being old, but uh, and and it, that shit is is very funny. Uh, you can easily find him on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, but now more specifically on Spotify or TikTok, there is is early bird special. It's show his show. Mm-hmm. I think it's called colonoscopy. Uh, okay, just, just to give you <laughs> that's, that's at the certain tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's, a, it's an old man, and he's joking about how difficult life is for him to just stand up for stand up comedy. Yeah. Um, no, it's it, it's it's really funny. So you you should give it a try if you are having a bad day. It will um, lighten the, the mood. Um, yeah, no, he is hilarious, though, and he's, he is. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've sent you a, uh, a video, I think, uh, on TikTok. He's eighty something at this point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how old is he, but he, he, you can tell looking at him that he's not a young man anymore. Uh, but he's he's really really funny. Unlike you, where it takes a bit of squinting. Sorry, what? No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, my second one is um, is a video uh, on YouTube, uh, a channel com- called Drumeo, um, and there is a specific video uh, with Chad Smith, who's the the drummer for the Red Hot Chili yes. Pepper. Okay, yes. I told you about that video. Mm. Um, I stumbled upon it, and I was. I, I I had to stop what I was doing. The principle of the, the idea of the video is to have a famous, well-established drummer from a band come in the studio of Drumeo, have them listen for a song they've never heard without the drum uh, track, and they have to improvise the, the mm-hmm. drum track. Uh, and when I was watching that video really i had to stop and to watch and to listen because chad smith uh proved in that video what is it to have creativity to have talent and to be like an absolute genius as at adapting to whatever you have to deal with uh, the the music that they played is something completely different from his own style, but he did better than the original drum uh, line of the song. It's oh wow, yeah, it's. I was really really impressed. Not in the sense that oh fuck, I want to learn to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like seeing a painting in a museum and being in awe uh, in front of it. I was just like that. I watched that fucking video 30 times uh, because I, 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 yeah, I loved it. So we'll put the link in the thingy, uh, but if you have a chance, if you are into music in general, uh, drums in particular, uh, or what else, Chili Pepper, and if you need confirmation that Chad Smith is an absolute drum genius, 
go watch that video on Dromeo and YouTube. We'll it, give you the link. It is cr just crazy uh, yeah. to see. And also then to listen to the comparison between what he did and the original. Absolutely. And yeah. see those moments where like, how did he predict that change in the music? Because he was playing, I believe, live. Yeah. Listening to the first time to the song. Yeah, yeah. So he spends like 20 seconds in the beginning just listening and figuring out what the song is doing. And then he starts playing and he just nails the whole Absolutely. The whole song, he just figures it out. Okay, he's absolutely brilliant, and it's uh, they they had a few drummers come and do the same thing. To me, is the one that did the best. Somewhere, absolutely lost, like trying to do something, but it was not their jam. It was not their style. It was not their song. They were a little bit lost. That guy absolutely nailed it, and it's. I, I worth... think he even broke one of the the drumsticks. Yeah, it did. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> watch the video. It's it's yeah. absolutely worth the 10 minutes of your time. Absolutely. Nice. So that's mine. How about you, Jan? I, instead of just going with one, there's like three things that I've been focusing on this week mm -hmm. in, in really short order. Like the first is um, if you have a PS5 at home and a partner or someone to play with, there is absolutely no reason to not play in uh, takes two. Yeah. Like you're gonna, you are gonna have yeah. a great time. Just period. That that game is phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Uh, then the second one I've been doing this week because I had to stand a lot and I've been watching quite a bit of YouTube was um, Baradol is the name of the YouTuber. And he's a German guy who plays, um, I'm not sure if I focused on him before, but he plays uh, Mac Warrior games. So his mm -hmm. channel is basically all about Mac Warrior, and I'm especially watching the um, I th uh, what's it called, something something rogue like a strategy game, turn-based, like the old BattleTech in mm -hmm. um, yeah PC form. So that one's nice, and uh, most of the playlists have like 136 videos, so mm -hmm. it's great for binge watching. Okay. Uh, also, because he only plays MacWarrior games, he knows every Mac, he knows every combination, he knows every part on the loot table. So he's not looking up guides, he's just out of experience, can just put together like Macs. So if you're into that kind of stuff, that's really uh, something that's worth watching. And the last one, which I am really excited about, and it's kind of like uh, counting down for Christmas but this time it's the 1st of December. Uh, it's on Instagram. It's called Harman Photo. It's the name of the page. It's also the name of the company. And it is rumored, and also there's been a couple of leaks that they are releasing, well, I mean, for us, as we are recording, tomorrow, a new color film. Mm -hmm. 35 millimeter for cameras, or at least 35 millimeters. So I'm really excited for that. Like they've been spoiling it on their site and it shows like a Phoenix and it says 1st of December, 4 p.m. is like the latest post. And I'm really excited because uh, for those who do analog photography, it's more common these days that people or that the companies are canceling their um, film stock instead of releasing new one. Mm -hmm. And Harman is owned by Ilford, which makes only black and white, and they've been well established. So this is really exciting. If they come out with a color film and they're like now in 2023 and they're following it up with that, oh, this is going to be great. Cool. That's Good. kind of awesome. 
Yeah. Any Sorry for nerving out here, but <laughs> no, that's fine. That's what we're here for. Uh, any other last little tiddly bits? Not for me. Jan? No. No. It's the Christmas Then... time. Go bake some cookies. Yes. Cookies are good. I second cookies. Uh, but also... I said cookies. <laughs> unanimous for cookies. Everyone go do cookies. <laughs> uh, but also, it is coming up on the Christmas and gift season. And mm -hmm. I would just like to remind people that the impact you can have when you buy local, when you buy handmade, is immensely larger than if you go to one of the big box stores, big box stores and buy a gift there. Because yeah. when you buy from small local people, you are giving two people a gift. You are giving something unique, unique to the one you like, and you're giving your money to someone who needs it. Same thing that was said, but not local. Buy from makers. Wherever yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's emphasis on small entrepreneurs, handcrafty people. Yeah. More than local, I guess. But local second to that, I think. Buy from the community. It helps. Mm. And if you want to help us out, you can do that at patreon.com slash two-thirds focused. And you can find us collectively at all of the mostly social places if you do spell out two-thirds focused. And you yes. can find me at Rasmus Lewin and lewinsmed.no. And you can find me at the Redsmiths or Redsmiths everywhere on the internet, more specifically at theredsmiths.com. And you can find me at Jan Maxwell or Nerd Inventor on the mostly socials. On most of the socials. Most. Way. Yeah. Thank Not you for listening. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good Bye -bye. week. Bye.